0: You are listening to the Modern Marriage Podcast with Hannah and Brandon Como. As a marriage and family therapist, I am passionate about helping modern marriages thrive in today's world. Brandon and I understand the challenges that many marriages face, and our goal is to help you navigate life as a modern couple. We will discuss obstacles, share our own experiences, and help you create solutions to have the marriage that you have always wanted.
1: Welcome into the Modern Marriage Podcast. This is episode number four. I am Brandon Como. You just heard from my beautiful wife Hannah. In the last two episodes, we talked about communication in your marriage.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the reason why I'm, first of all, I'm so excited about today's episode because the last couple episodes we talked about communication because that's a big predictor of conflicts and arguments in marriage or in relationships. And so I love to talk about topics that are very relevant to uh, marriages and relationships. And so I feel that that is a big issue among most couples. And so with that being said, what we're going to talk about today is another big predictor of arguments and conflicts and relationships. And today we're going to talk about finances and financial stress in relationships and in your marriage and how they can really affect your entire relationship and cause you to have a lot of conflict.
1: Fighting over financial issues have doomed many marriages and Absolutely. many relationships over the years. And uh, this is an area where if you're not on the same page, uh, it can really uh, wreak havoc, excuse me, on your marriage. So it's very important that as you go into a marriage or a long-term relationship that you're on the same uh, page and that you're making sure that you're planning together how you want to handle those finances and there's no there's no one size fits all only one way to handle this every couple has their own way but you know when we talked about these last two episodes about communication in your marriage mm-hmm. communication is so incredibly key in dealing with your finances if you can communicate correctly you can handle your finances completely different than another couple that handles theirs and as long as you're communicating properly with each other You can still both have the same results, good results, even if you're handling it differently.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so, Brandon, that's a great point. And so we're going to talk about today how you communicate about finances, how you get on the same page. And you're right. there. There's multiple ways to be able to, you know, discuss finances and to be able to handle your own finances in your marriage. Mm -hmm. But there's three main tips that I do want to offer today that I think are key when talking about or dealing with finances in relationships and ways to be able to really have marital success in this way. So let's talk about the difference between, you know, the couples that are maybe listening, Mm -hmm. that are married, and maybe they are starting to be more mindful of communicating about their finances and communicating about how to get on the same page. And then we have maybe somebody else that's listening in, and maybe they're engaged or maybe they're not married yet, but they want to also be on the same page with their finances.
1: I'm glad you brought that up, the the two different areas, because if you are considering getting married, you're even engaged or whatever, the whole conversation about money and the whole getting ready to tackle your finances together doesn't just start the day you get married. It starts Mm -hmm. long before that uh, with those conversations leading up to marriage to make sure that is this someone that I can have an open and honest communication with? And know that I'm getting in, I'm making a long-term agreement, a long-term relationship with someone that I can do life with, especially when it comes to finances, and someone that I can be on the same page with.
0: Because when you marry someone, you're marrying the good, and you're also marrying the not-so-great. Right. You're marrying their debt. You're marrying their past history. You're marrying everything that goes into that person. It's a holistic point, right? And so you're marrying everything about them. And so with that being said, whenever you are approaching marriage or you're engaged or you're talking about getting married, you want to make sure that you are talking about and communicating about finances. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that you want to do is you want to make sure that you're talking, number one, is you want to talk about fears. Mm -hmm. So no matter if you are engaged or you're married, you know, you want to talk about what your fears are in finances. And when I say fear, I'm talking about if you have – maybe a history of a relationship dynamic where the other person maybe spent a lot of the money or you were unaware of the finances that was going on in that marriage or that relationship. And so that's a fear that you may bring into your current situation. Also, too, it may be a fear of talking to your, you know, if you're engaged and you're not married yet and you started the conversation to talk to them about your finances and how you deal with them, you know, it may be scary to tell that other person that you have a lot of debt. Mm-hmm. I think, Brandon, about whenever we were first dating, mm-hmm. it was really hard to be able to tell you that I had a lot of debt going into our marriage or before we even engaged or right. before we were even married. And that's because we were we were both very serious about each other. Mm-hmm. We knew that we were going to spend the rest of our lives together. We mm-hmm. knew that we wanted to, to marry each other, right. but I also wanted to be upfront and honest about our finances and kind of where we were. We're both Dave Ramsey followers. Mm -hmm. And so we believe in being smart with your finances. So it was really hard to have that conversation with you to say, hey, before you ask me to be your wife or, you know, ask to to marry me, Mm -hmm. you need Mm -hmm. to know that I have debt that I haven't paid off yet. And so that was a really scary and hard conversation to have.
1: I remember it very well in the sense of, because look, my wife is somebody that Besides Dave Ramsey, I don't think anybody else hates debt as much as she does. Absolutely. And, you know, one reason that she hates debt is because of the money that you have to pay back with the interest on top of that.
0: Oh, the compound interest is oh, horrible. And when I talk yeah. about debt, the debt that I had, I don't mind being transparent in this conversation, is a uh, student loan debt, you know, right. with my profession came a lot of education, and with that came a lot of student loan debt. Yeah, absolutely. And so when I sat down and talked to you about that, I remember that conversation of talking about it and saying, hey, you know, this is, you know, the income that I make, and this is where I'm financially at. This is, you know, the debt that I have. And so I was very open and honest about that. Was it difficult? Was it scary? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was needed because we were in a serious relationship where we were moving towards getting engaged and getting married. And so it was a conversation that I needed to be upfront and honest about.
1: And I remember you making the comment to me, well, this is something. And it goes to how hard it was for you to bring it up Mm -hmm. and to say, well, this is something that he may not want to Marry me because of the debt that I have, right? And if I had been looking at it that way, I would have been looking at something very short term. Mm-hmm. First off, I'd have made the hugest mistake in my life if I'd ever. Absolutely, done
0: that. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, but
1: <laughs> but but it would have been a huge mistake for many reasons. But one of them, we talked about it. You can make a yeah. plan to overcome this, mm-hmm. and so for us, you know, we're very blessed to be able to say that. After we got married, about five, six months in, we decided to come up with a game plan, and we attacked the debt, mm. and we got rid of it in about three about three years. Yeah, about two and, and a
0: half, three years. About
1: two and a half, three years. Mm-hmm. And so we really went after it and attacked it. And, you know, with student loan debt in particular, I would very much want to encourage you that are listening, it looks like it can be forever to take care of that student yes. loan debt. For us, what we did was we figured out how much money we were bringing in, We figured out what our excess was on top of the bills that we had to pay. Mm -hmm. And then we said, okay, this is the money we're going to throw at it. Now, the other thing to remember here is that when you're looking at student loan debt, a lot of times they'll take your one loan and break it up into multiple payments that have different interest uh, rates on them. Mm -hmm. You want to do like the debt snowball and you want to attack them individually and get some momentum behind what you're doing. But again, that's all a part of coming up with a game plan together tackling it together and knocking it out and that mm-hmm. builds a stronger marriage when you can take those financial hurdles that come in front of you and overcome them together mm-hmm. that brings you that much closer together and it brings you that much closer to having the life with your spouse that you've always wanted
0: right and to meet those goals because again that goes back to communication when you're talking about you know where you want to be what are your life and marriage goals And what do you want to achieve in five years, in three years, in 10 years, in 20 years? And what what things do you want to accomplish together? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times finances will be a roadblock into that where you can not accomplish the things you want in your marriage because you have so much debt or you have so much financial struggle that's going on. And so that stress is what brings that conflict and those fights and those arguments into your relationship. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you're at a place of, being wise and financially savvy with what you have been responsible for, then you're going to be at a lot more peace in your marriage. You're going to have less to fight over. Yeah. Right. And that's just a good idea. You want less things to fight over because trust me in life, there's going to be a lot of things to fight over. Mm -hmm. You're going to have plenty of things to come up. You don't want finances to be one of them.
1: So I think one thing that we need to talk about as well is in a relationship to identify who is the spender and who's the saver. Now, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean that one will be the spender and one will be the saver. A lot of times that how, that's how it works out. But sometimes you might get a couple of spenders getting together and you might get a couple of savers getting <laughs> together. And then you might have a situation where one's a saver, one's a spender, and then one rubs off more on the other. Right. But it's, it's important to identify and have that conversation with your spouse, with your person that you want to you, you spend the rest of your life with,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what their spending habits are.
0: Right. And so, you know, we talked about kind of if you're thinking about getting married or you're engaged and you haven't quite, you know, married each other yet, and maybe your finances are separate. And so, you know, you definitely want to continue with the individual budgeting that you're doing and being able, if you are budgeting. And if you're not, you know, and you're thinking about getting married or you're engaged or you're about to get married, And you want to talk about what your budget's going to be together. Mm -hmm. Because that, the budget gives you, I love how Dave Ramsey always says this, it gives you permission to spend. Mm -hmm. It's not a restriction. It's not saying that you have to do this. It's saying, hey, this freedom of taking care of this debt is going to give you more in the long run when you pay it off. You're going to have more money coming in to be able to get a bigger house, get a new car, whatever it is that you want. Expand your family. Go on more vacations. Whatever it is that you're wanting to do, this is going to give you that freedom to be able to really do that without getting yourself in a bunch of stressful situations and debt.
1: Well, it's like you've alluded to coming up with short-term and long-term goals Mm -hmm. is important when you're talking about finances. Uh, Some of those short-term goals, in my opinion, are setting a monthly budget. You know, for us, we set a monthly budget and we are constantly in communication with each other on how much we spend. And we try our very best to hit our budget every month. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd say that the hardest part of the budget for us to hit is always the groceries.
0: Yes, because um, we love to eat.
1: <laughs> we love to eat. And I mean, it's very uh, fluid because we will combine groceries and eating out. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we kind of keep them separate, we keep them in the same food category. Right. And so sometimes there's more months where we eat out more than others.
0: And we love eating out. And that's yeah. a big thing in our relationship, mm-hmm. even early on, right. is that we love eating out. Right. This gives us the freedom to be able to do that and still be able to meet goals in our relationship, yes. such as when we were talking about paying off the debt or, you know, moving to a bigger house mm-hmm. or getting new cars or whatever it is. This is going to give you that freedom to do that.
1: And, and you know, I want to say, because you're talking about m- moving on to the bigger house and all that stuff, sometimes making the, when you go back to the debt, paying off that debt, we live in a society, let's just be honest, mm-hmm. especially with social media and keeping up with the Joneses where you want to get that next great thing because everybody else is having it. And many couples will allow that debt to stay with them as they're getting those bigger and better things. Mm -hmm. For us, we chose to take care of the debt first because what that's done for us is it's freed us from that debt. We're not having to pay all that interest anymore. Mm -hmm. That allows us to chase after those long-term goals um, without the fear and without being weighed down By that debt. That debt carries so much. It carried a lot of stress with it. And as a couple, you want to do everything you can to eliminate whatever stressors you can. You can eliminate debt. That's a big stress that you can eliminate from your marriage. So I would very much encourage you even... If you don't have everything that your friends may have, the
0: comparison game. Yeah, the comparison game. Right? I think that's game. what you're talking about. Is
1: Just take care of that debt first.
0: It's easy to do. We see it on Facebook. Yeah. We see our friends having, you know, a new boat, a new whatever it is that's going on, the newest vehicles, the newest, prettiest house, mm-hmm. whatever it is. It's easy to get caught up in that. But one thing that's going to help you stay focused is remembering what your goals yes. are in your relationship. And that
1: it's a long term thing, but it's a long term thing. Yeah. Right.
0: And it's really about. What you guys want? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you want to do? Do you want to, you know, have a life that you really don't have to worry about finances, where you can build wealth and save and be able to live the life and choose to do the things that you want to do, yeah. and you don't have to keep a job maybe that you you dislike. Maybe this will free you up to be able be able to venture out to do some other things, yeah. and so. This really does give freedom, and a lot of times it's it's hard to have the conversation about finances. Mm-hmm. But when you're sitting down talking about it, and I'm talking about whether you're married and you're talking about getting on the same page, or when you're thinking about getting married and you're thinking about, you know, spending the rest of your life with this person, mm-hmm. you want to talk about, number one, like I said earlier, you want to talk about the fears. You want to talk the, about the fear in marriage because money is emotional. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say this enough. Uh, a lot of people don't they don't really understand that um, there is so much emotion behind money. It drives us to do a lot of things. And when I say that, I'm saying that, like I said earlier, you could have an experience where maybe there was a sense of scarcity, maybe within your family dynamic. And so that's driving you to be able to, you know, want to save or not spend, or maybe, you know, you didn't have certain things in your past relationship and you felt like the other person spent everything. And so your way of thinking is I'm going to go ahead and just get the things that I want that I, that I feel like that we need. So wherever you're coming from, it's important to talk about the fears and talk about the emotional side of money Mm -hmm. and what's driving us to be able to spend how we're spending. Or maybe your, your parents spent money a certain way. And so you've learned to also spend money in that same way. It's important to talk about the fears, talk about the emotion that's behind money, but also talk about how you grew up. How was money discussed in the household? That's
1: another reason why this is so important, because if you're planning on having uh, kids, then the foundation that you lay now, the foundation as a couple coming together, communicating about money, your children will be watching one day. Mm -hmm. And if you can model a successful marriage dealing with finances, then you give them a leg up as they will look to get into their long-term relationship down the line.
0: Absolutely. And the second point that I really want to cover today, and we kind of hit on it earlier, is communicating about your finances. We talked about talking about income, talking about your debt. And when you marry somewhat, someone, if you haven't got married to them yet, mm-hmm. it's important to be on the same page and start your relationship out on the right foot. Mm-hmm. And if you are married and you're saying, hey, we do have debt together, we do want to make sure that we are learning to to effectively communicate about our finances, then you definitely want to make sure communication is part of that. And so with that, the best thing that we've done with our finances is being on a monthly budget. And so if you haven't looked into Dave Ramsey, we kind of talked about that earlier. We're big Dave Ramsey followers. He has something that he offers. It's called Financial Peace University. It is literally just $100 or a little over $100. It was the best money I have ever spent and the biggest um, investment that I have ever done for myself. Mm -hmm. I did this before I met Brandon for my own self, and this was something we continue to practice within our marriage as well. And so if you haven't heard of it, look into it and see if there's a class that's offered in your area because a lot of times if you pay for the whole bundle, You are offered a class that goes with that with other people that are your support system that's helping you along the way to meet your goals. And so I think it's an eight- or nine-week class. Totally worth it. It's a great investment. I highly recommend anybody looking into it.
1: Yeah, and I I would encourage you, too. uh, You know, uh, we believe in a lot of the concepts of uh, Dave Ramsey and Mm -hmm. and the classes. but We don't follow everything to an exact T. I mean, there are some things that we do different that we do that fits our style. Like, for instance, when we're keeping up with the budget, it's just as simple as me literally using my notes section in my phone to go ahead and keep track uh, of what we're spending for the month. Right. And then we just we come together at the end of the month. And we're, we're always talking throughout the month, I should say. And then we come together at the end of the month and see, hey, hey, did we meet our goal for this month or not? And so we're just and constantly if we, communicating.
0: With absolutely. Them. And if we haven't met our goal, what did we maybe need to focus on exactly. for next month? Yeah. Now Brandon, you made a great point about not overcomplicating the budget mm-hmm. and not making it super complex. So for us, you know, you made a point about saying that we literally keep up with it on the note section of your phone. Right. It it's really that simple for us. It works for us. Mm-hmm. It's not something that, you know, maybe works for everyone. You know, maybe others need to do the every every dollar app. Right. Maybe you need a spreadsheet. Maybe you need to be able to keep it up on pen and paper. Whatever your method is to be able to get this done, it doesn't matter how you do it. The overall idea is that you're keeping up with how much you're bringing in and how much you're putting out. And are you being able to, with the excess money, are you able to put that towards a goal that you have? Whether that's putting it towards savings, whether that's you know saving up for for your marriage, maybe saving up for your wedding if you're getting married soon, or saving up for a new car, or uh, buying a house or upgrading your house or a boat or whatever it is your goals are. If you want to go to Disney World or you want to, you know, have an all-inclusive resort to Jamaica, whatever you want to do, you just want to make sure that you are being mindful of where your money's going and are you meeting your goals.
1: And again, are you communicating with each, with each other throughout all of this? Because that is the biggest key. I mm-hmm. mean, com- communicating with each other about, how you spend and what you spend is a big deal. For instance, let's talk about big item purchases. There's a certain limit that we've set to where if what one of us wants to buy costs a certain amount of money, we make sure that we talk with each other about it
0: mm-hmm. to make
1: sure that
0: we're, we're on the agreement same page, and that we're
1: on the same page, but that we're in agreement that that's the item that you know we can go ahead and get. Mm-hmm. And it's not asking for permission It's just making sure that we're on the same page in regards to spending that kind of money on it.
0: Right. So this is a conversation that you definitely want to have with your significant other in regards to how you want your financial conversation to look or how do you want budgeting to look for you guys. And so it doesn't have to be cookie cutter. We said that earlier. It doesn't have to be an exact science or a recipe that you have to follow. But at the same time, you want to make sure that the overall goals that you're trying to accomplish are getting reached. And with that being said, that leads us to our third point, which is when we're talking about financial goals, you want to make sure that you're talking about that with your, with your partner. So if your financial goals, no matter whether they're short, short-term goals or long-term, you want to talk about what you want to achieve, why are you budgeting, why are you saving, what, why are you wanting to do this, what is the cause, what is the reason. So is the reason for you to be able to have more vacations together and be able to maybe cash flow, if you're getting married, do you want to cash flow your wedding or are you wanting to save up for a new car or buy a home or maybe upgrade your home like we discussed earlier? Mm -hmm. What are your overall goals and what is your plan on getting there?
1: Yeah, it's very important to be able to have those together because when you start accomplishing those goals, it You get in better and better communication with each other. And then as you start, I like how you said it earlier, building wealth. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd much rather as a couple build wealth than build debt.
0: Absolutely. And if
1: you're building wealth, you're setting a great example for your kids.
0: And you're also changing your family tree by doing that. And so this is your, you're not only building things within your marriage to make it better but you're teaching your kids how to be responsible with finances how to have a good marriage and how to talk about things and have good communication regarding finances and so um while you're doing this you are really changing and creating the kind of family tree that you really want
1: of all the things that we talk about passing on to our kids financial stability i feel is one of the very top things you can pass to them because when you you have financial stability, it allows you to do so many things and it frees up so much stress that Mm -hmm. a lot of people in this world are dealing with. Mm -hmm. I mean, you see the the stats all the time when it comes to credit card debt, student loan debt. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just so much debt all over the place. And when you can figure out how to get rid of that debt or
0: how to avoid that debt. And we can pass it on to our kids. Man, that that is the overarching goal. That is what, as parents... I look back, and if we can do that with our child or our children, I look forward to doing that and giving them a legacy that they can carry with them for the rest of their life.
1: Absolutely. Again, building wealth. I think of what we have been uh, blessed to be able to accomplish together financially, Mm -hmm. uh, to be able, you know, the the biggest thing that I think of is getting rid of that student loan debt, Mm -hmm. coming together to do that. But when I think about our long-term goals, it makes me excited because, you know, when two people can come together, you can move mountains.
0: That's right. You can move
1: financial mountains. And one of the, that's one of the most inspiring things about being in a relationship with somebody is accomplishing things together. And accomplishing those financial goals together, it will definitely make your marriage that much stronger.
0: Yes, and it's, it's exciting. It's so exciting to talk about. So I encourage you that if you haven't talked to your partner or your spouse about this, sit down and talk about this, you know. Follow those three steps and let this lead you to the conversation, to, you know, meeting your goals, to be able to have, you know, like we said earlier, the marriage you've always wanted. This is going to help you get there.
1: Thank you for listening to the Modern Marriage Podcast with Brandon and Hannah Como. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share. For additional information and resources, head over to themodernmarriage.com to receive your free gift on Seven Keys to a Successful Marriage. This podcast is not meant to provide counseling, but if you are living in Louisiana and are seeking individual, couples, or family counseling, go to comocounseling.com to find out how to get started or follow us on Facebook at Como Counseling and Consulting.